We back with it today on the DCL podcast with DJ Robotics. What's up? We're back. <laughs> so this episode is going to be on his DJ journey, how he became a DJ, what inspired him, how much he gets paid as a DJ, and all of the above. Let's get it rolling. So where are you at now as a DJ? I'm in a good point where I'm stable. I'm making enough money to live off myself. I'm at a peak, but where I want to get is still more of a dream than reality, if that makes sense. Definitely. Like, you've met some level of success, but you know that my vision, my dream is, you know, more than where I'm at right now. Yeah. Right now, you're DJing at Euphoria, right? Yes. How often do you DJ there? Every week on a Saturday. Can you talk about how much you get paid? About $600 a night. So, in a month, that's $2,400. $2,400 to DJ four nights out of your week and then still be able to do your gigs at Mexamayo, house parties, uh, fraternity yes. and sorority events. Like, that's raw. And it, you're on more of like a freelance schedule. Because it's not like you have to show up there, you know, five days a week, eight hours. Like It's just one night. Yeah, one night a week is scheduled. And yeah, I'm not going to lie, like $600. How long do you work? 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. That's over $100 an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's definitely worth the money. (laughs) Why am I in college if you're getting paid more than someone with a college degree? (laughs) Like, I mean, I'm just saying for one night out of the week, being able to pull in $24,000 a year. (laughs) I'm not trying to count your pocket, but you're pulling in (laughs) over $25,000 a year just off DJing one night a week. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. That's crazy growth. You weren't always you know, getting that much money from DJing. Like, I know you had to go through. I, I, I can say I made more doing quinceaneras, but it's more work than doing a club because quinceaneras, I have to take all my equipment, lights, and stuff like that, set up two, three hours before when I can just go to a club, plug in my flash drive, plug in my board, and just play. I'm not going to lie. that That's absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> but not anyone can just come up, say, hey, I want to DJ, and make this type of money to live off of like and be good at it yeah and and be good at it how many years would you say you've been training you know to be a dj like learning well i started when i was 11 okay wow see yeah and how old are you i'm 20 now okay so that's (laughs) nine years of experience to get where he's at today yeah that's crazy so what does it really take to be a dj like there's a lot of djs around here there's a lot of djs that you know do these parties do these events but it's not the same Sometimes yeah. it's not the same. And what it really takes is knowing your crowd. You don't want to play the music you want to play. You want to play music they want to hear and know. You want to get them dancing. You just don't You don't want them just to be there standing stiff, not doing anything. That's not a real party. <laughs> yeah, so I like that you said that. You got to be able to read the audience, read the crowd. What do you guys want to listen to? And you can kind of, you can, you can get that feel if you're a good <laughs> DJ. There's also people out here that are DJs that, don't mix the way you do it. There's people that don't mix it all. So talk about like what separates you as a DJ than all these other DJs in town, all these other DJs at ISU because you are at the top. I think the experience and everything I've been through in the past nine years mm-hmm. is what separates me from like because a lot of people don't know what went in. Yeah, what went in to getting to where I'm at today. So the experience, the way I learned how to move a crowd. If I walked into a room and I wasn't the DJ and the crowd is just standing there and I went, plugged in my flash drive, chose a song, I feel like the room would blow up. (laughs) 
I'll definitely say this firsthand. You can move any type of audience. You can move all different types of people, all different types of cultures. And I've seen it, man. Like, you know what I mean? It don't matter who's in that room, what environment you're in. You're going to find a way to, you know, get everyone moving. Yeah. Just get everybody moving, singing, dancing. Just make sure everybody's having a good time. And it's never what you want to play. It's what the people want to hear. What would you say is one of the most valuable lessons you have learned over the years? Don't rush anything. Because when you rush stuff, it makes everything go wrong. Take your time. Take your time. Be patient. Be patient. Okay. What inspired you to be a DJ? It was just growing up, going to parties, going to quinceaneras and stuff like that with my parents. From when I can remember, I'd always walk up to the DJ stuff and like look at the lights, look at the speakers, <laughs> see what he had. Like when if there was ever a band, I'd get I'd go start messing with the equipment and stuff, and I'd get in trouble for it. And growing up, I always wanted to do something like this. How old would you say when you went to your first like party, like quinceanera party, family party, whatever? From what I can remember, like six, seven years old. Okay, so you grew up just going to in those environments yeah. and stuff. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Used to get in trouble for touching the lights. <laughs> yeah, but you do it. All right. So, um, how'd you officially start out? Like, what was the first like initial move to you know learning how to you know be a DJ? So on my eleventh birthday, my dad bought me some lights a little mixer i didn't even know how to use i'd have speakers though i had the lights i had the board i had the laptop because like even before then like two years before then my dad wanted to buy me like a whole setup like two thousand dollars setup and i one of my longtime friends his name is victor he think you know him victor Victor. his dad he invited me to go DJ with him at a little birthday party. And I was like 11, about to turn 12. He's like, I got the speakers, you got the lights, you got the board. Let's just do it. We went, we did our first party. Two months later, we got another party. Three months later, we got another party. After that, I started like getting more, a little more gigs, but like not a lot. Like, mm-hmm. not like now. I meet this one guy and he's doing Latin nights, you could say, but instead of Latin nights, like it being just a DJ, it would be bands mm-hmm. with the DJ. So one band would go on, and then they would finish that DJ like for thirty minutes till the next band got ready. I was twelve DJing for like grown people, forty year olds, thirty year olds, and I'm over here like staying up till two in the morning, and then I have school the next day. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I know you were on a radio station too for a little while. Yeah, I would pop up on Bloomington's Latin radio station. It was through Illinois Wesleyan. They had like a little program for that mm-hmm. and they'd invite me to come talk like shout out the Latin nights and like other events i was doing and stuff like that it was it really helped me like grow in the latin community i know recently you've been filling out the uh mexa mayo here in town yeah tell us a little bit about that the thing with mexa mayo i've known the people who own the restaurant for years like i've mm-hmm. i grew up with them my brothers grew up with the owner's wife i grew up with some of them you guys got a decent spot here like it's near isu we could do parties and stuff like that we have been doing parties they've been going great thankfully mexa mayo it's this little uh hispanic restaurant here in town i'm not gonna lie the food's busting i always go there get steak tacos (laughs) get a little strawberry margarita on a thursday half price but when i go in there bro like they usually have like a few groups in there, but like they're not filled up like how Fiesta's is on the other side of town, yeah. which I think is crazy because Mexa Mayo, one, their food is better, in my opinion, and their drinks are like 
they're even. They're just as good. Like every like I don't know. So I don't know why uh, they don't get the recognition that they deserve because I'm not gonna lie. Like their quality at Mexico, I think is over Fiestas. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Whenever we would host these parties, they knew the, like the stuff that they were getting into. It works out evenly for everybody in the end because they they start to get recognition for the drinks mm-hmm. for. The parties they're hosting, I would say maximized better over Fiesta. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. And then the fact that they even let you, you know what I mean, host these events in their place is raw because it's like, hey, they're just letting you come in and do your thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, th- I think that's definitely raw. Let's put it in perspective. Maximize, one of the last parties we did there, we rushed the setup. It wasn't even our fault, but like we should have been more prepared. We... Plugged everything into like one outlet. It made the power go out and stuff. Like every, things were just going wrong. Like every five minutes, the power is going out. And or mm-hmm. like the wedding I was saying earlier. Um, I forgot the bride's name. <laughs> yeah, it was. It got pretty bad. When did you have to kind of like address her? When they were doing their entrances, I was rushing all the names. I was so nervous. I was rushing all the names and everything. Like I got some of the songs wrong. They were supposed to walk into. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. So, like, how'd you bounce back from that in that moment? I threw a good party. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you can do, man. Turn on some music, move past it, and just try to, you know, make the best of the night because you can't just sit in sorrow. Because, yeah, that's an L. But if the rest of the night is decent, like, they're going to forget about that. They're yeah. not going to dwell on, oh, she. You'd have to be a party pooper. To that, that was that was like three, four years ago before I yeah. came to ISU. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you got any traveling experience? Like, what's what's the farthest you've been to DJ? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, Lexington, Kentucky. What was you doing in Lexington? We so we offer LED robot shows, which is like this really big like robot suit. Mm-hmm. One of my friends gets into and starts dancing, shoots out confetti. It's cool. Um, and we got, we got, it was a $1,200 event for an hour, mm-hmm. for one hour. And we had to drive six hours to Lexington, Kentucky. We had the robot suit in the back, everything. I did the music for them and it was just like a great party. It was a good experience. Like I've never been to a quinceanera where there was a line to get in. <laughs> $1,200 for an hour of DJ. Wow. And plus the robot. I'm in the wrong profession. but uh bro yeah i'm not gonna lie that is actually pretty insane yeah and i was a freshman in high school at the time a freshman in high school getting that type of money so is that why you didn't go to college (laughs) it wasn't for me and i feel that too because i had that dilemma before i went i had that dilemma because i knew like college doesn't teach you how to get money it teaches you how to work for someone else and yeah you learn all these valuable skills and stuff, but at the end of the day, if you have a profession, if you have a hobby, if you had a style, so if you have like a talent that can get you paid, you know what I mean, more than you would if you even you went to college. You don't even, yeah, you don't even you need, don't need it. You don't. You don't. Because twelve hundred dollars for an hour, an hour is yeah. crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a drive. Yeah, you got to set up, but still, twelve hundred dollars in a day is crazy. What are some other colleges that, you know what I mean, you have visited DJ um, for? EIU, Eastern, Western Illinois, Macomb. I'm sorry, I heard Western is dry. Not on a Wednesday. Not, Not on a Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay, Not, okay. Not on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I was still in high school at the time when I went. I got invited by this other DJ from Bloomington who DJs at a bar. It was a bar at the time. Now mm-hmm. it's a club. 
because they like remodeled it. We went and he's like, you got to come out like you'll you'll get your name out a little bit. And I was starting to work with the guy a little bit, too. And it was lit as hell. as packed as a euphoria night on a on a Saturday. It was fun. Like there's nothing to do at ICU on a Wednesday night except for pub. But like to go to a club to see people dancing and stuff, having people dancing, singing, going crazy on a Wednesday was a good experience. What advice would you give to aspiring DJs? Never let somebody bring you down. Because, yeah, I had a lot of people make fun of me for one. Like, growing up in high school, like, I had a lot of people make fun of me for it. Like, they, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't think, like, I would get this far. Mm-hmm. And now those people making fun of me are the ones. <laughs> hey, can I go to this party? Hey, they, they at the line yeah, for the party. They're in the line for the party. Not, <laughs> like, like, and if they get into the party and they see me, they come up and, like, shake my hand. Yeah. And, like, dab me up. Yeah. But, like, never let people, like, tell you you can't do it because yeah. you can do it. There's going to be a lot of people that hate on you. And in school, it's popular to hate on people. I still get hate on to this yeah. day. Yeah, you're always going to get hate no matter what. Even when you're making it, you're going to get hate. You know what I mean? But it's just about... Not letting it bring you down. Yeah, not letting it bring you down and just keeping that tunnel vision to your goal and knowing that at the end of the day, like, you have your supporters. You have the people behind you, but you're doing this for you internally. And you're fulfilled that way because yeah. you know hey nobody can get to me and through years of going through it in high school and stuff i know it doesn't even affect you anymore oh no just i don't laugh at it i don't even get stage fright anymore. they just laugh like, i do get like a little like when i'm going to different clubs like mm-hmm. in chicago and stuff i do get a little nervous because yeah. like everybody gets a little nervous but like at the end of the day yeah. at the end of the day like i do it every weekend so mm-hmm. like what's the difference yeah yeah just a new place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that mental resilience. Yeah. I just want to thank ICU for a good journey. Thank you all for watching. DJ Robotics here on the DCO Podcast. We out.